It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Warriors is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat reporter for the Mercury News, and on today's episode, I'll be joined by Andrew Bogut, former Warriors center who now plays in Australia's National Basketball League. I had Bogut on to talk about his experience playing in the NBL, his thoughts on the mellow ball, and the challenge of playing center for the Warriors. He's currently in Australia, and so I talked with him over the phone, so I apologize for the quality not being the best, but this is a player who you will want to hear from. He's really smart, really thoughtful, and doesn't hold anything back. So I think you'll get a lot out of this. Please support the show by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review on iTunes and enjoy my conversation with Andrew Bogut. Andrew, thanks so much for talking with me. Um, let's just start with what brought you to the NBL, brought you back to Australia, and and what was your experience like this last season? Oh, it was good. It was good. Look, I mean, it's a league that I followed probably before I followed the NBA as a kid just because um, when I grew up in Australia, the NBL was kind of on free-to-air TV. It was kind of the up-and-coming boom sport um, and it was you know, 10,000 people at every game. It was really uh, interesting. I think we had 1.15 or 16 teams in the league um, and then um, look, it had a major fall from grace probably late 90s to early 2000s. Um, a lot of teams going under. I think at one point we got down to eight teams. Um, so it's had its ups and downs um, but I've always been a, kind of a guy that followed it. Um, sort of you know, when I was a young kid, it was probably that was probably what I thought was an achievable goal uh, was to, to get to the NBL and just play professionally. And someone was going to give me money to play basketball. I thought was was absolutely crazy. So um, obviously, I, I surpassed that that goal and, and ended up in the NBA, which I'd say at that point was more a, a fantasy than what I thought was achievable. But ended up doing that, and um, obviously had the opportunity to come back to Australia and and mainly the, the main decision around that was. Um, was kind of off court um, more than on court. There was just less games on the body. Um, being around the family more, we had two two newborns, two young kids. So that was the main decision. And yeah, I mean the rest is kind of history. So look, it was it was enjoyable. It's, it's a very competitive league. People don't people don't realise that it's very very competitive. There's a lot of good players and good teams. We get a lot of good imports now, um, and the league's probably the strongest from a competitive aspect that it's ever been. Um, I don't think you have a period that was that is stronger than what the NBL is now. And then uh, I think it's getting a lot more publicity lately um, because of guys like LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton who are uh, going there to play professionally before, you know, going to the NBA draft. What was – when you see players like that um, being able to showcase themselves at the NBL level – um, is, do you feel like that's a positive thing for the league? Oh, no doubt. 
Um, I think it's a real positive thing. I can come over here. And I think I'll probably, you know, those, those kids coming over here and, and, and some of them, most of them um, have struggles, um, which is not a negative in my opinion. It's a positive because, um, I mean, scouts can go and scout college kids when they're in a comfortable environment and a comfortable bubble and they're the man and everyone's kind of, you know, counts on to what they're doing. Um, whereas in terms of professional league with professionals, no one really cares. So I think from a scouting point of view, I want to see, I want to see adversity. I want to see these kids playing against grown men that have kind of beat them up and kind of, you know, be physical with them and talk smack to them and, and whatnot because that's that's what you're going to get in the NBA and I think it's a perfect correlation. Uh, I think college gets that a little bit, but mm-hmm. not to the extent of playing against grown men that have played all around the world. So, you know, Lamelo Ball was a prime example of that. He, he really, you know, stood out last season. Um, RJ Hampton was the opposite. He, he was up and down like a yo-yo. Um, mm-hmm. Uber talent, but just, you know, obviously just adjusting to professional life and all that kind of stuff. And he had some great games and some poor games. So that was a prime example of, of how he reacts to a bad game or how he reacts to a couple of bad weeks as a professional because that'll, that will correlate to, um, to what you'll see in the NBA. So I think it's actually a perfect, a, a better transition in my opinion than, than college would be. We'll be right back with Andrew Bogut, but first, with the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, especially now while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online instead at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Without the markup that you find from salespeople, you're not going to get taken advantage of. Whether or not you are a rookie or a pro that's working on your car, you're going to get the same price no matter what. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And then what stood out to you with Lamelo's game there? I mean, obviously he's kind of being talked about as a possible number one pick. What's what, what do you think you know makes him worthy of that, or not? Whatever your opinion is of it. Um, look, I think he has a chance to be a, a very good pro. Um, mainly his playmaking ability. I think he, he um, when we played him, he seemed to make the right decisions um, every time down the floor. I think. You know, his passing is probably the number one aspect of the game. So I think he's a pure point guard in the model of what Jason Kidd used to be. Um, in that kind of mold, I, I don't see him as a as a you know, big time scorer. Um, I think he's more going to be a Jason Kidd, Rajon Rondo, that, that type of player. Um, I think he obviously is talented offensive end, just needs to just step up defensively. Um, but that's you know he's a young kid that probably hasn't been taught 
you know, the pension principles at 18, 19 years old. So you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt of that. But I think it seems like he's a good listener and he'll, he'll um, definitely improve in that aspect. But obviously the, the, the thing he needs to improve on most is, is his defence. But I think, what I said, is uh, six, six months to a year in an NBA system with some good coaching, I think that'll clean up a lot of, a lot of his um, deficiencies at that end. And with with people like Lamelo and Hampton using the NBL, you know, to to make that jump to the NBA, there there seems to be a, a big um, age gap. You know, like you've got 18, 19 year olds in the NBL, and you've got you know thirty five year olds and 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 stuff like that in the NBL. Has it always been that way at the professional level, or is it more of a recent thing since you know players have you know younger players have started going over there? Well, as far as 18, 19-year-olds coming from the States, obviously it has. They've got the Next Star program, which encourages kids to come over <coughs> to the NBL, and it's, it's predominantly funded by the NBL, not just the clubs. Um, mm-hmm. So it gives these kids a kind of head start on earning money and professional life. So that, that's only really an issue for the team in the last couple of years. So the NBL's done a fantastic job with introducing um, the Next Star model, um, but yeah, when I was younger, look, you, you had a few 18, 19-year-old Australian kids, but ever rarely um, do you see a kid that young that's local come in and, and play 30 minutes a night. It just doesn't, doesn't happen very often. And when it does, usually that kid's going to turn out to be a, a pretty good pretty good um, professional and pretty good player. So, um, yeah, we don't, we don't see it a whole lot, but we, we welcome it, obviously, to have, like you said earlier, just to have top five high school guys even considering to come to Australia and play basketball or Mm-hmm. You know, if you would ask that question five years ago, most people would have thought you were crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, now it's now it's a, a viable option for a lot of these kids. And not only that, it's you know it's an English speaking country, um, Western ideals, very similar to America. So you know, if a kid tosses up China or Europe, um, Australia stands out. You know, sometimes we won't have enough, won't have as much money in some of those early. We definitely have a whole lot more perks. It's obviously summer here. It's a beautiful time of the year when the season's gone generally, and I think kids have figured out that it's a, it's a much easier transition to come here than it would be to go to a country where you don't know the language and right. have to learn kind of from scratch. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Available in three colors, its thin light design, built-in HD camera, and touchscreen turns any space into your workspace. More at surface.com slash laptop go. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Over the years, the Warriors have had guys like you and Zaza Pachulia and David West, guys who could really pass and handle the ball, who are comfortable with the ball in their hands. How important is that passing ability uh, to playing center for the Warriors? Yeah, it's really important. I think the far spot generally, um, you know, being a facilitator is very, very important, I think being able to handle the ball, like you said, a lot of the actions are a dribble handoff type split actions, um, what we call flow, um, mm-hmm. or delay actions where, you know, the biggest guy into a dribble handoff and then it's read and react type stuff. A guy might back cut, might need to on a bounce pass. Um, a guy might go under and Steph might, might 
kind of step behind you for a three, all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah, you got to know you not only know how to handle the ball and pass, but you got to have you know somewhat a, a pretty good basketball IQ to be able to read and react quickly because it's not these aren't, aren't patterns or sets that are, are drilled at training. Um, a lot of it, a lot of it is just generally read and react basketball. So yeah, the, the Warriors generally target guys Zaza, David West, myself. Um, who have high basketball IQ and that can that can make plays that aren't in the play if that makes sense. So yeah. I think um, they'll, have to, they'll, they'll obviously have to continue to do that. And then obviously when they put Draymond at the slide, it, 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 it's even even greater because Draymond's got a very high basketball IQ and he can pass and make the right plays as well. So it's it was a really good mix and obviously the success is no coincidence. And, you know, obviously you got to the Warriors having already been established yourself as a good passer, you know, high basketball IQ and things like that. But, um, I mean, in your experience, did you get even better as a passer from, you know, the coaching staff and being in that system? Like, do you feel like you actually improved as a passer? I think a little bit. Look, I think without saying arrogant, I think I was, you know, I think passing has always been a, a huge strength in my game. Right. Um, especially kind of probably started mid early to mid career people started to notice it um in milwaukee i was i was more so on the block than i was on you know playing at the elbows or high post you know i was probably more of a scoring threat earlier in my career and and had some good years offensively but um you know once i went to the warriors obviously with, with the shooting that we have and the floor spacing it just didn't make sense to do that so we obviously were, were playing more of five out type style and you know i think maybe not so much individually becoming a better passer. I think more just an understanding of 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 where Steph's where Steph's where Steph or Clay like it when they like it. Um, opposition on the floor, you know, they, they usually get most of their shots. So, so it's more an understanding of of knowing your own teammates than it is than it is your own skill. And then when you see guys like Sean Livingston and Leandro Barbosa uh, take jobs with the Warriors, um, what do you think that says about just the team's commitment to? Uh, the culture and how do you think the the presence of them there are going to help some of these newer guys? Yeah, I think they're both phenomenal guys first and foremost outside of basketball. You know, Sean's a, a season or a season veteran. Felt like most of his career, even when he was young, because he was just always kind of wiser beyond his years and, and just an older older head um, where it came to when it came to maturity and, and the way he understood the game and handled the game. And Barbosa's kind of um, in that mold, but, but kind of the opposite. The, the louder, jovial, jokes are always loosen things up. Um, loves to have a joke and a laugh. And, and Brazilians, just in general, South Americans have a, have a great vibe about them around mm-hmm. um, around people. They're very, very warm and and, and inviting. And, and, and Barbosa was, was was that guy. So those two guys, I'm not I'm not surprised at least that um, the Warriors highly valued those guys when they were with the Warriors and they coming back. Well, those are all the questions I had for you. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes here. Thank you, Andrew. No worries, man. Thanks again to Andrew Bogut for talking with me. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. Thanks to Rock Auto for sponsoring the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. I will be back with a mailbag tomorrow, so get those questions in now. Thanks for listening, and stay safe. Hey, Bay Area sports fans. This is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. 
The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked on Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked on Fantasy Basketball podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast.